Thanks for listening to Rama for Today. Well, I said, Lord, that's why I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you, you see, just to find out what you want to do. He said, no, you're not waiting on me. I've been waiting on you for 10 years. You know, sometimes we think we're waiting on God, and really, He's waiting on us. He's waiting on us to make the consecration. He's waiting on us to make the dedication that He wants us to make. And you know, the Lord took me back to some things that He had said to me 10 years before, and said, what are you going to do about that? Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today, you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, How to Increase Your Spiritual Effectiveness on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. As I was talking to him one day about what, what is this dissatisfaction in my spirit, from the natural standpoint of every reason in the world to be satisfied, and I enumerated to him what I've said to you, but uh, why is on the inside of me I'm dissatisfied? And just as plain as somebody speaking to you, it was all in here, not out here, but on the inside of me, in my spirit, not in voice. He said, the reason is I never did call you to pastor to begin with. Well, I said, Lord, that's why I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you, you see, just to find out what you want to do. He said, no, you're not waiting on me. I've been waiting on you for 10 years. You know, sometimes we think we're waiting on God, and really he's waiting on us. He's waiting on us to make the consecration. He's waiting on us to make the dedication that he wants us to make. And you know, the Lord took me back to some things that he had said to me 10 years before and said, what are you going to do about that? And I talked to the Lord just like I talked to anybody else. I had a fellow one time with me in, in meetings back in the early days of the, uh, of, the, of the healing revival here in America. We were holding a meeting in a certain city, in a city auditorium, some larger meetings, and he was the campaign director. And, and I overheard him saying to somebody, he said, you know that fellow Hagen prays the funnest of anybody ever heard in my lifetime. He said he'll talk just like he's holding a conversation. And he'll listen, he'll talk, and he'll listen. And he said, I, I started to his room and I heard him talk and I thought somebody's in the room. So I stood at the door and listened and said he'd talk for a while and he'd answer yes and no and then he'd talk and said, I never did hear anybody else talking to him. I thought, well, he's bound to be talking to somebody because he's having a conversation. So he said, I opened the door and peeped in. He's sitting in the middle of the floor with his eyes shut talking to the Lord. I said, well, the Lord is more real to me than anybody I know anyhow. I shouldn't have a conversation with him. Praise the Lord. And so I just talked to him just as plain as I do anybody. He said to me, what are you going to do about what I said to you 10 years ago? I said, Lord, I wasn't really planning on doing anything about that. He said, well, you're going to have to or else. I said, well, I believe I will. <laughs> Amen. I believe I'll just do something about that. Praise God. And so... As I waited before the Lord, I had the leading in my own spirit because he had said to me, I never did call you to pastor to begin with. So then I thought my limited reasoning and limited Bible knowledge at the moment of 1947, I thought that you're either a pastor or evangelist and that was the extent of ministry. 
So therefore, he wants me to be an evangelist without asking any further questions. I just got ready to go out on the evangelistic field. So I went out on the evangelistic field, holding revival meetings, preaching revival sermons, evangelistic type sermons. And the Lord kept dealing with me to teach. Now I said, Lord, you're going to get me in trouble just to show us the world. They didn't know anybody wanted somebody to come to hold a teaching meeting in the church. They've got Sunday school teachers in the church. They want you to hold revival meetings, you know. And I couldn't get any meetings if I just taught. And I wrestled with that thing. I'll tell you, sometimes at 2 and 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning, I'd be walking the church sanctuary aisles of praying, you know, and talking to God about it and, and couldn't get any satisfaction. Finally, I was holding a meeting in January of 1950 down in East Texas. And I was fasting and praying about this very fact. And I started the meeting on Sunday night. And I preached Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, five nights. Five evangelistic type sermons. And if I could say so with humility, which I don't think I can. <laughs> but, uh, but at one time I excelled in that time. See, I started out as Southern Baptist. And we excelled in, in evangelistic type sermons. And I was a sermonizer in those days. You wouldn't believe it today. And uh, not only that, but after I was saved, I didn't have this ability until after I was born again. I could read anybody's sermon and then get up and preach it word for word. I could read Spurgeon's sermons and get up and preach them word for word. I didn't have that ability until after I was born again. But in high school, after I was born again, was healed by the power of God and raised up from the bed of affliction, went back to high school, they tested me in the history class. I could read a chapter in history I'd never read before in my life. Read it, close the book, stand up and recite it almost word for word. And I can still do that. And so I said, I, I preached five of my best evangelistic sermons that at one time would always get the results and the job done. And I had an anointing on them because I was fasting and praying every single day. And then finally just went on a three-day total fast. And I finally said to the Lord on this fifth day, all right, Lord, about three o'clock in the afternoon, I finally relented. I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, give you the Friday night service because, you see, uh, the Friday night service would be the largest crowd, was really the largest crowd we had. Other churches would come and visit. This is just a church revival, see. Sunday night, the building is about two-thirds foot. It's a pretty good-sized auditorium. But on Monday night, it would start to be a little off, and then Tuesday, it would start building. By Friday night, the building would be full, and sure enough, every seat was taken. The building was full that night. I said, I'm going to give a Bible lesson. I'm going to teach. I'm just going to prove to you that it won't work. And so I taught, and I've still got that Bible lesson. Once in a while, I teach on it, on doubt the thief of God's greater blessing. And that was the first time I taught on it, really. And I spent 45 minutes with a Bible teaching lesson on the subject of faith. It wasn't even addressed to sinners. It was addressed to believers, to the church, to Christians. And, and I made it as dry as I could, you know, I was trying to make it not work, you know. And just as slow as I could, just as dead as I could. And finally I finished it. 
And then I said to the Lord, you know, in my heart, now I'm just going to prove to it, it won't work. And I had everybody to bow their head and then pray and give an altar call like we usually do. And uh, as I prayed and had folks to lift their hand, there were five men that lifted their hand and all five men came and were saved that night. We'd been preaching five nights and hadn't got anybody saved. On evangelistic message, I gave a Bible lesson on faith and five men come to be saved. And the pastor said to me after the service, said, Brother Egan, you know four of those five men had never been saved before in their life. They wasn't a member of anybody's church, never been a Christian, grown married men. And as a result of that one lesson on faith, he got four families into his church. Then I couldn't sleep for repentance. I couldn't sleep beforehand because, you know, the Lord is dealing with him. I was trying to tell him this won't work, you know. And now then I couldn't sleep for repenting. But, you know, when you do what God calls you to do, then everything else will just work out all right, work in its place. And I know the Lord said to me on one occasion, when death had come and fastened itself upon my body, and I felt myself slipping out of the flesh to cross over to the other side, and I know just how you feel when you, when you come to that place. Because I've, I came to the place twice in life and left my body, slipped out of my body to cross over to the other side. And I came back because God said go back. Or Jesus did. And I knew I was right at that point of leaving the flesh, departing to be with Christ, as the scripture said, which is far better. When suddenly I heard a voice speak from heaven. I've wondered about this very often if anybody else would have heard it had there been anyone else present because there wasn't anybody else present. But to me, at least to me, it was audible. To me, it was just as real as the voice of any man I ever heard in my life. It, except that it came from heaven, came from above. I didn't see anybody, but I heard the voice. The voice said, Thou shalt not die but thou shalt live. And I want you to go teach my people faith. I have taught you faith through my word. I have permitted you to go through certain experiences. And you've learned faith both through my word and by experience. Now go teach my people what I've taught you. Go teach my people faith. And immediately... Faster than you can snap your fingers, the voice ceased speaking. I rose up perfectly well. Praise the Lord. So when the Lord said to me several years afterwards then, get on the radio and teach, don't preach, teach. I didn't ask him what to teach. I knew that he wanted me to primarily, not the only thing, of course, but primarily teach faith. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is a study guide on the subject of ministry gifts from Kenneth E. Hagan. The next item is the CD set entitled Camp Meeting Classics Volume 4. This set has four different speakers, Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth Hagan, Oral Roberts, and Mark Hankins. 
Both of these items are for the special price of $25. That's $12.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We are enrolling for Rhema Bible Training College. Yes. You know, talking about keeping your appointment with God, maybe you don't know what your appointment is with yeah. God. You know, I have many times I've heard testimonies of how people have come to Rhema yeah. and they said, I did not know uh, the plans that God had for me. But coming to Rhema, the plans that he had became so clear to me. Well, Anthony Washington that travels with us, you know, on the road and helps yes. us here with worship and stuff. He just knew he want, he just knew God had something for him. That's right. And he knew he needed to go to Bible school. So he <clears> came <throat> here and while he was in school, it became clear to him that his his role is in the in the area of worship. And he got in that area and, yes. and after he graduated he's here, he's part of our part of our worship team. That's right. And and I hear him when he talks about and he sometimes talks about Rhema when we're out on the road uh, to to let people know what it's all about. And he would say that actually he he found out what his calling was what once calling? he got here. That's he right. just knew that he that he felt in his heart that God had something for him. That's right. He didn't really know what it was. Yes. But when he got here and as he was going through the classes, it became clear to That's him. That's right. So it's not too late. Go to rbtc.org and you there's a, an application there that you can apply online. That's right. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.